welcome, welcome. You are tuned in to the B podcast with me, your host, Sabelle. Yeah, welcome. I'm trusting we are well, and in case we're not, then I trust that all you need is available to you or on the way to you. If it sounds like I'm reading, I am at points because I'm trying to cultivate authentic expression. And sometimes that requires me to write before I speak, to be able to organize myself and make sure I am sharing what I'm called to share. Plus what I'm about to share will explain a little more. So full transparency. I've been inspired and the content of this podcast, this particular episode, feels as though it has been flowing through me today, which is a wonderful place to be in. And I'm really grateful to experience flow. The reason I missed posting, if anyone noticed, (laughs) was not actually due to poor organisation, as I stated on the Instagram page. But it was actually because I got I got hit really with crippling doubt and very real imposter syndrome. Sometimes I get a voice that will say something along the lines of no one's listening and there are so many others that say what you're saying and they say it better than you. And you know what? For a hot minute that voice had me. It had me doubt this podcast, my podcast. It had me doubt what I want to share and the manner in which I deliver what I want to share. And the thing is, I do this and I share this, well, I'm sharing this, like, what I'm saying, (laughs) because I know it's important to. And today, as I wrote this, I was facing the root of my doubt via shadow work, really. It was only a day or two ago that my dear friend shared with me an observation that they have of me, because I had asked them for a seemingly separate reason, but what they shared served as a solid reminder that I actually really needed today. And I love the fact that it had already been served to me previously, so it wasn't too far away to reach and pull it into the present. And I'm grateful to have been told that from someone that I care about and respect. So what they told me was actually a couple of things. The first one being, I have the ability to distance myself from something, or I have an ability to distance myself from something that's happening to me as I'm experiencing it so that I can observe it. I have an ability to stand back whilst also experiencing. Um... 
And the other virtue of mine is my ability to sincerely listen. And in my ability to listen, I have a pretty decent capacity to communicate well and effectively. I describe my communicative (laughs) capacity that way because it's not perfect, nor will it ever be. But it is something that I'm always trying to develop, something I am invested in learning about. It's no surprise that my first tattoo is a set of ears within a heart. And it's no surprise that I've been accepted to start training to become a counsellor. The doubt though, that is very present today. And I've been doubting my ability to share because I have conditioned myself into being an observer. As a child that loved the performing arts, my strength in being able to perform so well lay in my ability to listen, to observe, and to allow myself to be open and receptive, even if that was on a subconscious level. My strength as a sex worker was in my ability to observe the environment and the clientele and to then adapt myself as best I could. My friend also shared that they trust in my capacity to listen sincerely. Because they have observed, I reserve that level of presence for those that I care for. And I agree with that, that I do that now. But that is after having done it for everyone and anyone, every Tom, Dick and Harry, as they say, every Jane, Sally and Karen, for years as part of my people-pleasing, survivalist assimilation days. Now I have boundaries and I have a better sense of my worth and of course I'm moving differently because of those things as well as many other things. Something else I am also working on is acknowledging the growth, the development, the ways in which I've actually changed. I share this because I want to come correctly for my podcast and for those that listen and tune in and share the best of me. Because I care, I care about this. That is why I do it. And I care for the collective too. And of course, that includes you, the one that is caring to listen. So thank you. Earlier on this year, I was writing content for the podcast. But instead of pulling the old file, I'm coming from a place of presence today, from the here and now. My body is talking to me via pain. The previous content I was compiling was how I believe in the correlation, the connection between our bodies, our emotions, our experiences, and the experiences of our lineage due to my own embodied experiences really, but it is fresh today. So I'm writing in the present because I know there's value in it. So 
I have established via my investment in myself and my spirituality, an open conversation with my whole self. That includes my shadow, my light, my shame, my guilt, my fears, my anxieties, my joys, my mysteries, my glory. I think you get the idea. Not to put anyone off, but this channel of communication has been carefully cultivated over time. So in this open conversation with myself, my system tells me all kinds of things. And right now, I'm being aggravated by an old injury. And my neck has been in so much pain. It woke me up at like half three, four o'clock. And when I tried to move, I burst into tears because I couldn't. And it took me about 45 minutes to an hour to be able to get up out of my bed. And something that has been building quite distinctly for the last few days has finally revealed itself to me. So to ground it in my body, I can tell you that I am someone that has experienced many injuries and ailments. I've been afflicted with a variety of weird and wonderful illnesses during this current incarnation I am in. And with such a rich history, I have come to learn that 99.9% of the time, these injuries and illnesses are physical manifestations of my body keeping a score. Low-key shout out to that book, which I have not read yet, but I know it'll have content in there that I connect with. But as I was saying, um, my body has stored everything I was unable to express or process or release. I used to jokingly say, and sometimes not so jokingly say, that I was an excellent barrier, meaning I bottled and buried everything. Since I was a toddler, actually. That was when I was taught that I was not acceptable in my natural state. And in that subconscious realisation as a child, the people pleaser in me was born. The fawner. For those that are not aware, to fawn is part of our stress response or reaction, more so. Um... So our stress reactors can be to fight, flight, freeze, and there's also fawn. We are all like a lovely, wonderful little cocktail of all of them, but you will usually have one that's more dominant. My dominant survival response is to fawn. Um, In some circles, that is also known as the manipulator. I basically had to do what I had to do to have my basic needs met from my caregivers. Today, I've been confronted with a pain that is loud and talkative. So I've been listening. I've been allowing for the puzzle pieces to form until I'm able to see a picture. And what I'm starting to see is my father don't worry, don't, don't worry. (laughs) I'm not going to go into my daddy issues. I'm still processing that. And like I said, um, or maybe didn't say, I'm not exactly going to have a sorted in one day. 
Anyway, if you were to look up the spiritual meaning behind neck pain, and specifically the right side, which is where my pain and my um, very like severe rigid, rigidity, basically my neck's stuck right now and it's in a lot of pain. And the pain's coming from the right side. Um, but yeah, you, so if you were to look that up, you may come across that it's quite a common place in which one stores anger. You kind of, a lot of people store anger either in their hips or in their upper back around their shoulders and their neck. Um, and the right side is where we um, store or can store our anger towards our fathers or the father figures in our life. So yeah, um, <laughs> now I'm aware that this conversation is not for everyone and if it isn't for you, thanks for sticking with me so far and all the best to you. But for those that are still with me, thank you for being open and present. So to continue, I also have pain in a very particular place in my back, just between my third and fourth chakra. For those that wear or have worn bras, um, I'm on about the spot in your spine that's just below where your bra strap would sit. And also, just side note, chakras are the body's energy centers, and I believe were first documented in the Vedas. Um, that's if you care to learn more about them in your own time. So with the knowledge that I've accumulated from external sources and the experiences I have had, there is a marriage of understanding or a wisdom that is being cultivated within me. Having finally come to an understanding of what is commonly referred to as mommy issues or the mother wound, I am now being called to look at my father issues, my daddy issues, or my father wound. And I have to laugh because it's like, I've literally got, I literally, it's almost like I just finally released so much stuff and came to such like wonderful, beautiful, great, some painful understandings around my mother wounds. But essentially I've come to this like, really great place that has helped me to develop and grow and change and it's like I had a little bit of time that I didn't realize I had that time <laughs> if I realized I had it I would have appreciated it more but it's like the universe is like did you think I was going to let you forget that it takes two to tango um so yeah <laughs> Anyway, I knew I'd hit the mark when I realized that it was my father wound that was making itself known to me. And as, like, as soon as I acknowledged it, the floodgates opened. The tears have been real. <laughs> the flood of the grief, the anger, a lot of emotions have come through today and quite frankly they are still coming through. Now I already know this isn't gonna be done in a day but at least the bulk of today's tears have been happening in private at the very least 
And even though I'm still very much in pain and can't move very much, uh, Loki, anyone for for any anyone that's concerned, um, I have a appointment book, an appointment booked with my physiotherapist. So um, yeah, all all is going to be well. I just need to be patient in the meantime. But yeah, considering I'm still in a lot of pain, I'm still quite limited in my movement. Um, since crying so much. It's mad how much pain has eased off, particularly in my neck, of course. The energy center that resides in the neck is our fifth chakra, which holds our ability to create, to communicate, is our bridge between the spiritual and the material, and can be very much affected by what comes before it. And for me, I'm lucky enough to be able to pinpoint it to the pain in my back. So what is going on down below is causing my neck to suffer. Um, it's not the sole reason why my neck is suffering, um, but it's it's playing a very large factor in it. And as someone that is trying to connect to their creative and communicative capacity, and needs to balance between their spiritual and material selves. It's no wonder my neck's stuck, stiff, and screaming at me. As I previously mentioned, I may be a decent, decent listener, but I need to work on expressing myself too, because the observer in me was born out of a survival tactic, and the way in which I express myself has been based in fear and not sincerity because to express myself sincerely was punishable. So it's no wonder that it really needs my attention, my tenderness, my care, and my patience. To be clear, I talk of chakras because I actually see an energy. It is the way in which I connect to myself and everything else, and it's what makes the most sense to me. Due to the location of the back pain, I already know that where I am injured, where I'm feeling that pain, because it's an old injury that's been like pulled on, that is where I feel the most vulnerable. And it's where I have held on to the belief that I am not supported, and due to that perceived lack of support, to the fact that I had to ignore and bury and numb my own needs, my own instincts and emotions, it's no wonder I doubt myself. I doubt myself because it is still new territory for me to be so connected to myself, to be in communication with myself, my whole self, and to be cultivating trust in myself after 30 odd years of self-betrayal. And with that wonderful and potent cocktail, sorry, within that wonderful and potent cocktail are my issues with my father. It's also entirely new territory for me to be following my passions or at least trying to. Um, I actually affectionately rephrased passions as um, 
I call them, I call like following my passion, following my shine. So (laughs) in the newness of following my shine, it's only natural for fears, anxieties and doubts to come up. Like it's totally natural. It's entirely natural to want to draw myself back into outdated ways to try and make myself feel comfortable again. And I'm using today, allowing for this flow because that doubt really did have me. I missed posting an episode because I had me fucked up for a hot minute. For a hot minute, I forgot that my voice is just as valid as anyone else's, that I am valuable always, no matter what, and whatever I do see fit to share is worth sharing, and if somehow what I share is ignorant or harmful, I trust that I am humble enough, and more importantly, grateful to be corrected, to be educated, to be informed for the better. And in that, I am reminded that I value my capacity to learn and to understand even when, now actually, especially when I'm challenged because that's where some of our best learning takes place. Of course, I need to state, (laughs) by the way, that I'm not a qualified medical practitioner. So as much as I can encourage you to pay attention to your body when it's trying to tell you something via illness or injury, please go and see a qualified medical professional practitioner and do what you have to do to best take care of yourself, yeah? What I'm sharing is just my perspective, my experiences. So with so much anger coming through and being released, I had to share because it's a biggie for so many of us. And I have to, well, I've had to hold so much of it for so long. And it's taken a lot to come to understand it and in fact embrace it, let alone cultivate a relationship with it. It's taken such a toll on me and my relationships too. And as I mentioned above, I had to open up a line of communication with my anger and hands in the air wholeheartedly admit it was really not easy to do at first. It is a very intense energy as we know and my anger has required the most patience and compassion and still does. What I am called to share is something I came across on TikTok actually and yes I felt the eye roll but seriously the way in which Joseph Tan spoke on anger connected deeply and not because I didn't already know what he shared but from having cultivated my own relationship with my anger the way he languaged it I couldn't have said it better myself but I did take notes notes sorry and um I apologize for slightly butchering his delivery and my paraphrasing but I'm going to give it a shot all the same Anger reveals what you're trying to protect. 
The question to ask is not why am I angry, but what am I trying to protect? And depending on what you find, you are trying to protect, you will discover your priorities. You may be trying to protect your ego or material possessions. By the way, I'm not demonizing that if you are trying to protect your ego or material possessions. Um, or you may be protecting really important relationships or matters of justice or injustice. Your anger more often than not is a reflection of your priorities. And if you are protecting more of the latter, then your anger can act as a catalyst for courage. Courage to do better. Anger can be utilised as an excellent motivator when understood properly. So when you feel the pressure of anger, if you're able to, allow it to reveal the treasures in your heart and let it show you what it needs to, even if it shows you where you are being immature, even if it shows you the most vulnerable part of you or the most righteous, then your power lays in the responsibility of your choice as to how you can go about attending to what you discover. Mm. There is potency there on offer and I encourage you to take it if you care to. I am grateful for what is commonly known as the work, so ominously known as the work. But I like to think of it as the way in which I love and care for myself. And that's why I call it my devotion to us. And by us, I mean me, the divine, the honourable, the benevolent, the relationships I hold dear, and the oneness of us all. What I have shared helps me acknowledge my virtues and the places that require more care and attention. What I have shared, I hope, can help others understand themselves and one another. Because it is my experience that it's understanding that leads us to being able to let go of what's no longer needed and to make room for what is to cultivate our heart's true, sincere desires with as much grace and gratitude as we can muster. I'd like to remind you, I'd like to remind us, we are whole always and we do not require fixing for we are never broken. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your patience. Until next time, take care.